Command number 20. Think no impure thought. You have heard that it was said to the men of old, You shall not kill. But I say to you, that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be liable to judgment. You have heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, that everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Matthew 5, 21 through 22, 27 through 28. The Sermon on the Mount is astonishing on many levels. In three succinct chapters, Jesus outlined a revolutionary new morality which was henceforth intended to visibly characterize the life lived and the attitudes held by those who would call themselves his followers. Among his most shocking statements must surely be the verses found in Matthew 5.22 and 5.28, in which Jesus seems to say that to think a sin is to commit the sin. Obviously, it is not as bad to lust as to actually engage in sex outside marriage, nor is anger to be equated with murder. A careful reading shows that Jesus did not intend to draw an exact parallel between the thought and the deed. But Jesus often speaks with a certain degree of hyperbole to get his point across. The verse concerning lust is followed immediately by the passage telling us to pluck out the eye and cut off the hand that leads us into sin. Jesus used such emphatic language to leave no mistake in our minds about what his teaching entails. He is calling his followers to a revolutionary lifestyle, where thoughts and attitudes, priorities and motives, are no less scrutinized by the illumination of the Holy Spirit's lantern of truth than actions. He is deadly serious about the kind of outlook and behavior that will change the world. No mediocre goodness will do. Jesus wants us to understand the level of commitment required by this new lifestyle, which we now call Christianity. He doesn't even want us thinking impure thoughts. Realistically, none of us can ever measure up to this standard. We will never attain to the perfection to which Jesus points in the last verse of this same chapter. However, this is no excuse to ignore the command, or take it less seriously than Jesus intended. Rather, it helps continually to jolt us awake to the challenge of what Jesus demands. Therefore, when we do think impure thoughts, our response must be to obey another of the commands considered a short while ago. Repent. That complete obedience is impossible does not excuse the sin. This command brings again into focus the moment-by-moment -moment work of discipleship. It is not a lazy life to which we are called. Half-hearted commitment won't get the job done. We've got to remain attentive to what is happening in our hearts every moment, continually asking God for help to do the impossible, live the life of Christ in the shells of our weak, broken, fallen, struggling, self-centered humanity. Our motives can at least be pure, even when our thoughts may stray, and this is a help the Spirit of God is eager to give.
The following is an excerpt from Thomas Kelly's A Testament of Devotion, Holy Obedience. God inflames the soul with a burning craving for absolute purity. No man can look on God and live. Live in his own faults. Live in the shadow of the least self-deceit. The blinding purity of God in Christ. How captivating, how alluring, how compelling it is. The pure in heart shall see God. More, they who see God shall cry out to become pure in heart, even as he is pure, with all the energy of their souls. No average goodness will do. No measuring of our lives by our fellows, but only a relentless, inexorable, divine standard. No relatives suffice. Only absolutes satisfy the soul committed to holy obedience. Absolute honesty. Absolute gentleness. Absolute self-control. Unwearied patience and thoughtfulness in the midst of the raveling friction of home and office and school and shop. God, bring to my remembrance this day the command of Jesus to think no impure thought. I recognize my human weakness, and thus ask for your Spirit's help in thinking purely. You have promised to transform my inner being, and nowhere do I need your divine help more than in the transformation of my thought life. Give me the mind of Christ. Even when my thoughts stray, help purify my motives so that I am not tempted to follow sinful thoughts. Thus, Heavenly Father, may I be an instrument in my small corner of the world for the ultimate salvation of mankind. Amen. From the Commands by Michael Phillips Read by Michael Kimball More information on this and similar writings may be found at fatheroftheinklings.com Visit Amazon to purchase the Commands and other books by Michael Phillips.